0: This is a special report
1: now reporting the
2: very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg.
3: six.
4: When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done.
1: It stands, uh, but it's Don. not now from the ESPN, New
5: York News Desk. Here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. Now,
2: one of your show is number one.
4: Hi everyone, welcome to ENN on TV. Ray Row. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael.
3: Here is Buck Showalter. Here is Brandy Scott.
4: That was tough. And good evening to Michael again.
3: They are a spit show.
4: Good evening to Don.
3: He was a, he was the
4: point guard when they played in Teenag. <laughs> and to myself and Michael, okay. it was Kenyon Martin, Keith Van Horn, and Thomas Jefferson. And Thomas Jefferson, yeah, I remember yeah. them very well. And lastly to Buck Showalter.
1: I'm a sneak speaker. Focus uh, Buck Buck on, on tomorrow. Buck?
0: And Buck. Yeah, Buck left. <laughs>
4: she loves Buck. If you missed our interview with the great Buck Showalter, he brought the ruckus as he always does. You can go download the podcast wherever you find podcasts. So it is a uh, done deal in Brooklyn. Steve Nash, no more as the head coach. Sean Marks asked in the presser, if they've picked a new head coach,
5: there are multiple media reports that you've
2: already determined who your next head coach is. Have you? No, absolutely not. No.
4: And do you, Here's a question, guys. That I don't believe. Do you consider, just curious, answer me honestly, do you consider Adrian Wojnarowski to be a reliable source? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, he's saying that the leading candidate is Ime Udoka
3: of the Boston okay. Celtics. Well, both could be right. Well,
4: he Yeah, no, no, it's not
3: official. But they use the word consider. So if he says no, he's lying. I'm sorry. I like Sean, but have you considered Ime Odilka? Yeah, you have. If yeah. if if Woj is reporting that uh, he's the leading candidate, then you've considered well, you know, him, it's I would
0: a think. Lie. You know, you don't let a coach go without having candidates in your head. Mm-hmm. So you know it's a lie no matter what the reports are. You know, I used to
3: laugh, and I laugh at Don sometimes for it. Um, Tony Kornheiser, when he did his radio show, I don't know if he still does it. Never had guests, except no. for writers. Mm-hmm. Everybody lies. Nobody's nobody's able to tell the truth. They all lie at some point. I mean, if you get somebody who's really honest, it's refreshing, but what's the chance of it? What's the chance of getting somebody who's going to really tell you the truth? Why did you fire
0: him? Well, that's why it's on us to ask in a way in which they can be held accountable for what they say. So whether it's a lie or not, at some point it's going to come out, right? Yeah, but Like you know, if tomorrow they announced Udoka as the head coach, then you know he lied. But here's my point, Don. I don't think anybody
3: cares. That's why old takes exposed or, or cold, cold freezing, freezing cold, cold takes. takes doesn't matter to people. People say anything, and if, they, if it comes out that they're wrong, they just move on. I'd be mortified to be part of freezing cold takes. Mortified. But some people just, they've they've checked their morals at the well, door. That,
0: see, that's why, and I joke about guests are whack. There's plenty of guests we have that are great. But when you know that you're getting lied to, like, then why bother? You're right. We're going through the exercise of asking all the questions. Right. You know, well, what else is he supposed to say? He's not going to tell you. Then don't come on.
4: Well, speaking of uh, maybe not lies, but untruths, mm-hmm. Sean Marks was asked, do the players have a say in the firing?
2: Zero. There was zero input from, from any of the players on this. I think this was a decision that we didn't need that. Steve and I didn't need that. Um, obviously, I, I've talked to Joe about this, but um, the players were not consulted. They were told ahead of time that this was the direction we were going to today, but I don't think we needed that uh, You know that, that input right now. Again, that, that, could right? Be, that could be technically well, true,
0: yeah. that they didn't seek them out and ask their opinion. Peter and I go out to dinner tonight. Go, I love that. And we run into Jennifer Aniston. Oh. And we strike up a conversation Short as chin. one would. Yeah, and she says, "I got to tell you, I just broke up with uh, my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I've always had a crush on Michael K. Okay. Do you think? Would you ask him if it would be okay if I gave him a call? Well, we would going? not ask Michael." We would just give her Michael's number and right. make the phone call. Sure. And then, if so, and then if somebody asked, did you did you tell Michael that, that Jennifer's going? to? No, we didn't. We didn't talk to Michael because we just knew. Right. They, they didn't have to talk to the players. They knew why, they wanted Nash out. Why,
3: why would you put something like that on me? Why but, would you make have to? Uh, that would make me have a terrible decision to make.
4: No. Uh, yeah. It would be tough. But she would, called
3: and asked me out. I'm married. I'm happily well, married. But, uh, but I, I mean, but it's an awful thing to do to me. The hypothetical
0: is you single. Yeah. Oh, then, oh, you yeah, have a call. I, 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 if, yeah, but we wouldn't need to ask you, Michael, is it okay if Jennifer Aniston calls you? No. Are you going to reprimand us for giving her your number? Never. Never. Even today, I would I think it was quite obvious the players wanted Nash gone, so I think he was 100% telling the truth.
3: So Matthew Perry's new book said that he was in love with Jennifer Aniston. Really? David Schwimmer was in love with Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Only Only uh, Matt LeBlanc didn't seem to be in love with her. He didn't hate her, but he wasn't in love with her. Those well, two that, were that, in love with
0: her. But that makes sense. Because Matt LeBlanc of the three looked like the guy that could get whatever a woman. Oh, I run. think
3: Perry, Matthew Perry at no. the
0: beginning could get anybody he wanted. No, but not I, not, like LeBlanc, not but LeBlanc, like
3: LeBlanc. LeBlanc didn't need
4: friends to walk in someplace and clean up.
3: Well, supposedly, neither did Schwimmer. And Addison had a crush on him.
4: Wow, that's right. That's what they say. Yeah. But hold on. But that doesn't mean that Schwimmer is the kind of guy who could just walk into a bar. It means that she liked Schwimmer.
3: Right. Which I understand. We all like Schwimmer, don't we? He was my least favorite friend. Wow. He was annoying. Yeah, I, I never saw that connection. He was a whiny person. I would never want to hang out with him.
4: Well, during this period of all this anti-Semitism, I don't like you putting Schwemmer last.
0: <laughs> I, I'm uncomfortable with it. And Matt LeBlanc might be the best actor of all of them. You think so? Yeah, strong. He, that's a that's quite a take. Take a look at some of the work he's done post Friends. True. And and uh, uh, what was the name of the show that he had on CBS? Well, whatever. He man with a plan. Yeah, man with a plan. Mm-hmm. He, he 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 was that character. I didn't look at him as as Joey on, on Joey. And at his all.
3: only failure was Joey, the show after Friends. Oh right, it was a a spit show.
4: I had never heard that till today. Uh, Sean Marks <laughs> really? was asked about the possibility of disciplining Kyrie Irving for his uh, video promotion.
2: You know, I think we are. Having these discussions behind the scenes, I, I honestly don't want to really get into those right now. We've, we're taking the advice, as I mentioned before. We, you know, we are talking to the ADL right now. Um, with, that's on the, on the Joe Tsai level, our CEO and myself and, and, and a group. And really just trying to weigh up uh, exactly what the best course of action is here. Um, part of it is going to be getting the sides together so they can understand, you know, where people are coming from. It's there's an education piece for for everybody here. There's, as I've mentioned before, there's an empathetic piece to this, and an understanding that, you know, we need to move on and we need to do the right thing, without a doubt. So here's how the here, words, words, words.
3: Here's how the conversation with the ADL goes, the Anti mm-hmm. defamation, defamation League. Yeah. So you're going to pick at us? No. Okay.
4: All right, cool. Thanks. thanks. Oh, wait, wait. You said you are considering taking oh, okay, us. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay, a bit so, more, then, yeah. so then, so then, what do you want you think? us to do?
3: Suspension. Yeah. How, what, how? How long? One game? No, two games. Not three games. Three games? How, how big is? How big a protest? Thousands it, of people outside Barclays Center. That
4: I don't understand. That answer is such a cop out. We're talking to the AD. Unless I like Sean Marks, I'm not trying to kill the guy, but I'm no. um, sorry. This is a weekday. They, you don't need to consult with the Anti Defamation League. What about the moral code of your organization? Mission.
0: Well, that, that's it. Because, what if, what, what if the ADL said you, you've got to release him? You, you just can't play for you anymore. They'd be like, uh, "Well, we're not doing that." So, thanks for playing. <laughs> right? Like, what it's, what is, it, is it? Window dressing? It's like, oh, we're, we're doing everything we can here, but except doing anything. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's weird. You have the ability. Do something. Stand up for something besides winning. The ADL. And you're not even winning. The ADL. I
4: mean, they're 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 Jewish people working within that organization. You don't have to go very far to have conversations about this. Uh, here's Sean Marks. Why did Kyrie not speak last night?
2: We've tried to do a little bit of both, to be honest. Like by keeping him, uh, you know, he did not do media last night. He's not going to do media tonight, and you know, at some point he will come up here and, and and do media again. But I think at this point, it's it's, you know, we we don't want to cause, um, uh, you know. More fuss right now, more interaction with people. Fuss. Like, let's let him simmer down, and let's let this whole, uh, l- I guess let's the cooler minds prevail. And I think we need to go out and become, you know, educate ourselves, educate the whole group, and, and get some direction. Seek from the experts. This you know? And tough. the experts is, you know, one of them is certainly the ADL. Well, why, why do we have to educate ourselves? What he did was hateful.
3: He completely implicated a group, and, and it was hate. And you, and you have, you
4: have. He's speaking in these we terms as to not isolate Kyrie. What the Nets have to do
2: something?
3: They are deathly afraid of Kyrie. What is it? Because Kyrie spins things around on you. If you question him, you're the bad guy. Like he said to Fredell, "Oh, you're happy you're getting your big moment of fame here." Talks down to people. He's what? What did he call the media years ago? Pawns. Pawns. Come on. He he he. He's so smart. That he spins it around. And it makes you the guilty party.
4: We're talking to experts. The ADL—you don't need to talk to the ADL to know what's hurtful and to know what's not right. It's just that was such mumbo jumbo. And and uh, we're gonna wait till cooler heads prevail. Just say we're protecting well, him. We don't want him to make this and,
0: worse, so we are putting him on on ice and, for a second. And Sean's in a tough spot because he's probably not the decision maker. Joe Sia might tell him, "No, you're not doing anything to him." So what is he gonna tell you that? Listen, I, I wanna discipline him, but my owner tells yeah, me. Yeah. By I the can't. way, let's be. Can we call? Let's call Joe for a second. What a
4: phony. Yeah. His stupid statement, but you won't do anything. Right. You're a phony. You're a phony. That is an absolute joke by Joe Sai. Don't make the statement. I, do something. I don't
3: even know if he's a phony. I think he's afraid. They're afraid of Kyrie. Why is he afraid but, but, of Kyrie? They're but, but, just afraid but, but, of no, him. No, but
0: I need somebody to explain to me, what are you afraid of? Because you're can losing make games, it, you're hemorrhaging money. Like, I, I really don't know what you're hanging let on Let him hate for. you. Let him say terrible what? things. Goodbye. Yeah, and what, what, wait for the next thing that you maybe you absolutely can't get up from? Like, what are you waiting for here? Again, it's still wrong and hypocritical, but if they're undefeated... You kind of understand the pressure and the building's full and they're making money hand over fist. I can understand being scared. You're scared of what? Your building's half empty. There's a general disinterest. All you do is lose. You have no chance to win. You're hemorrhaging money from the eyes. What am I afraid of? Besides that, though, things are going great. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know what's, what's scary.
4: Let's hear from uh, our friend
1: Bamani Jones. Says the Nets have to move on from Kyrie Irving he is absolutely convinced that he is right and this isn't even about whether or not he's right what is clear is that you've got a whole bunch of people who matter who were hurt by this who are saying hey man you're gonna to need to fall back off of this and he absolutely refuses to do it so to me I look at him as being an untradable piece I know people say that he's just so good and hey the Lakers they need him LeBron has played with him after what's happened right now how do you explain to your public and to the media that you're the team that's made the decision to trade for him knowing good and damn well something else is going to come up where you're going to have to have some sort of press conference that he's going to explain and he's going to explain it poorly so in the way that I look at it I don't think he's somebody that's ultimately going to have much value as a trade asset something like this is going to come up and at some point it's going to be so disastrous that you have to get rid of him I personally would not wait I'd get rid of him I'd give Kevin Durant what he wants which is to be traded and to start thinking about the future of this franchise because the present it ain't it
3: I don't know if I would trade Durant so quickly you can't give away a great player You've got to get somewhat close to equal value for him, and with Kyrie, there there will be a team. You, I, I'll trade you my Flotsam for your Jetsam. But you're
4: going to take a big L on that.
3: Oh, okay. So, you're not getting Kyrie's talent back. I, you, but you, but you get rid of him, you get back Russell Westbrook who can play. Maybe I think the Lakers would make that deal. I really do. Well, can Russell Westbrook play? Yeah. He, I, I listen. Is he Kyrie Irving? No, but he's not a shot player. I bet you he's better than Ben Simmons.
4: I bet he'd be better than Ben Simmons also, and maybe he could be rejuvenated, maybe being back with KD, maybe that could be something. I, I think that you're really right, though, when it comes to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is not his reputation. Yes, it, it took a hit when he said he wanted to leave this team. He maybe he could maybe be viewed as disloyal, but he's not a cancer in the same way Kyrie appears to
3: be. You know what? Kevin Durant, though, skated, I'm going to tell you, and this is going to upset some people, he's kind of complicit in his quiet support. He didn't say anything about the vaccination, Nothing. And that and listen, vaccination is choice, so you do what you want to do. But he has said nothing about this. He's just his silence it looks to me like support. Say something. Say I don't want this guy to say I don't want this guy to represent me. Hasn't said it. He hasn't well, said it. Well well did- did Kevin speak yesterday? No. Is he gonna well? He, ta- he, he talked about. Uh, I think he spoke about just the game. No,
0: because he passed. Uh, um, yeah, he just spoke about Vince the game. Vince Carter for was it nineteenth uh, in points or whatever in NBA history. So he talked about that. There was no, no one. No one asked about Kyrie. If if you
3: live next door to somebody and somebody's doing something really bad and you see it from the window, and you never say a word. You're kind of guilty. Kevin's been living next door and watching all of this go down and never calls out Kyrie. It's like. They are so thick together that they will never separate. It's
4: also, by the way, just such a sign of a, a, a team that just doesn't have any cojones, man. Like,
3: I mean, Kevin it, Durant is a bigger, better player than Kyrie. He could stand up and say, enough. Like, Maybe that was him when he said he wanted to be traded. You After look, Kyrie opted in, he said he wanted to be traded.
4: You think about the big boy teams in NBA history? E- even right now, even in Golden State, if there was something like this go- going on, You think Draymond's not going to talk about it?
0: People are going to talk. What does Steve Young always say? The the, the players police themselves. They police the room. Good Uh, teams. Good teams, teams, yeah. want to pass this along just because we're going to run out of time here, Michael, but uh, we have a rest in peace John McVay passed away at the age of 91. Now, if you look at all the stories one-time former general manager of the San Francisco 49ers and, of course, the grandfather of Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. But head coach of the Giants during some very lean years in 76, 77, and 78, and the head coach of the Giants during the Herm Edwards debacle miracle at the Meadowlands. But one of my early remembrances of the Giants and the first head coach that I remember, wow. John McVay. Let's hear, uh, we're going to stay on the subject because I want to hear all this audio. Here's Brian Windhorst on first take
4: Windy. on the on what the Kyrie punishment could look like.
0: Why haven't they punished him? They've never punished him for anything. How can they start now? You know they tried to get a modicum of it back by the way they handled his contract negotiation last summer, by basically not giving in and offering him the contract he wanted, and trapping him into playing in a you know in a prove it season. And he is playing great offensively. He's having one of the great starts that he's ever had in his career. But the Nets still aren't thriving because the Nets haven't haven't been thriving with Kyrie Irving since they got him. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza. Better because
5: it has to be.
4: Now, let's move over to football. Uh, We asked Joe Douglas, uh, why would the Jets not trade Elijah Moore before the deadline?
2: In any football family, there might be disagreements. But you know, I feel like we've had open, honest communication, and uh, I think I think we d- we decided well. we want to have you know empathy and see it from Elijah's point of view. Ultimately, we've got to do what's right for the organization as well. And so we've had open, honest communication and just and tried to hash things out. And I feel like we're in a much better place now. And you know, Elijah's on the field had a great week of practice last week, and uh, you know he, he's going to be an asset for us moving forward.
4: Now onto the giant side of things. No deals at the deadline. Here's Joe Shane.
5: You know, we had several conversations with with teams on, you know, multiple positions and um, just, you know, the, the price point didn't match up and, you know, things, you know, just didn't work out. But, you know, we were active with phone calls and, you know, trying to improve the roster, which we'll continue to do.
4: Now, Shane was asked... Uh, did you try to trade for a wide receiver?
5: Yeah, wide receiver were part of the conversations, but so we're, you know, again, we had other, I'm not going to go in every position that we we're talking about. Again, we were, we were just trying to add good players, whether it was front line or, or depth players. So the problem is there's, there's a lot of teams that are still in it, you know, where we are in the season. So not a lot of teams are sellers, you know, teams are banged
4: up. Now, Shane was also asked, would you consider Odell uh, since he was at the facility recently?
5: I had no idea he was in the building until he was out of the building. So, no, obviously, you know, he's been a good player. He's a guy, you know, we would consider and talk to when he's healthy. Uh, I think he did the ACL in in February, so not sure really where he is, you know, physically. But, yeah, any player that will upgrade the roster, we're going to consider and have conversations with their representatives.
4: I'll tell you this, this Giants team, if they want to take a step and really actually maybe do something – they absolutely need to add an offensive weapon. Well, they now can- they
3: can't, other than if somebody's released. I think that they came into the season. This is a rebuilding season. Yeah. I think six and two has taken they by, by surprise. They have no cap room, and they don't want to use any draft capital to improve. They'll they'll roll with what they have. And yeah, that's which which I I
4: hear what you're saying. That's probably the smart move. If you didn't have the expectation anyway, that will do it for E N
3: N on this. Thank you, Don. Tuesday evening. Oh, thank you, Michael.
4: Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. both.
3: Yeah. Well, that's going to do it uh, tomorrow. Uh, By the way, we're going to have on uh, Aaron Boone, 5 o'clock on Thursday. 5 o'clock on Thursday. See you tomorrow, everybody. (laughs)